Triple M's Dead Set Legends with you every day of Grand Final Week, 9 till 12. Joey, Jay, Rosie and Emma, but glad to say that Triple M and Fox Footy superstar and one of Joey's best mates, Nick Raywalt, has waltzed into the studio. I'll be a little bit early, Rui, because you you heard a couple of conversations and you just had to have your yes. piece, which I'll... Hello, mate. Morning, yeah, Rui. Good morning. Well, Ross Lyon, if you're not five minutes early, you're five minutes late. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So <laughs> punctuality, you know, manners are free. Yep. Nice. Rubbed <laughs> so off we're talking you. before about yep. uh, going to the movies back in 2004, Joey, and you couldn't for the life of you remember what the film was mm. that you went with your... I just know we started the year so. 10 and zip, we were flying, yep. and then... For whatever reason, Grant Thomas gave us the day off training. We went and watched a movie, and I thought the movie was that bad that we ended up losing four of our next five games. But I could not remember it. I knew really would remember it. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, yeah. The day after tomorrow. <laughs> don't like. Here, here's here's the first lesson: is is don't go to Joey on anything to do with pop culture because he's hopeless. Anything to do with sport is yeah. an encyclopedia. Yep. Music, movies, like trying to do quotes from movies and oh, stuff. He just that. gets a blank expression on his face. So leave the pop culture stuff to other people. But I remember it. Yeah, we went along to the movie. Some of Jake Gyllenhaal's finest work. Oh, beautiful man. I've yeah. got the uh, trailer just to oh, get yeah, some oh. of the mood of the film. There's a lot of ice. Yeah, kind of apocalyptic, okay. uh, you know, cl- climate changey before yeah. climate change, oh, like dear. when it was just oh, becoming a thing okay. and they did a movie about it. And so Dennis Quaid, you know, gets on the backpack and he schleps from Washington down to New York to try and. <laughs> Rescue his uh, his son, and he gets there, and they uh, they escape down to the warmth of Mexico. It was sort of a reverse uh, border sort of s- scenario. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. the wall wasn't oh, there at that stage. Yeah, so that's right. It was warm, the so they uh, they went south <laughs> for the uh, for the winter. I'm struggling to see the the football link. Like, were you there was no link. There was no link, mate. No link at all. Like Grant Thomas was very good at finding sort of tenuous links with anything. There was no link here. It was just a day off. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we lost four of our next five games. And what, and what were you thinking watching this movie? Like, if if there was sort of an Armageddon situation, what would you be doing? Uh, yeah, I, I like those sort of movies because I always like to put myself in that situation. Like, what would I do? How would I survive? <laughs> you know, uh, zombie type movies. Who would I? Who would I want? Who would you eat first? Who, yeah, yeah. Who would <laughs> I want beside me? <laughs> oh, all I remember was Rui was sitting down the front row with the coach. He was the sucks. Oh, this is a great movie, yeah, Grant. Oh, well oh, Fraser Gehrig and all the boys in the back were all trying to sneak out as early as they Did could. Did you have a chop top? Yeah, we would have for sure. Mm, yeah. So who, uh, would, what, who would you take? Which who would I take? Yeah. Uh, I'd take Bakes. Yeah, yeah I'd take Bakes. Yeah. If, if the uh, end of the world was coming, I would... Uh, <laughs> I would zip down to Colac, um, <laughs> assuming I could get through the uh, ring of steel. Yeah. I would zip, zip down to zip down to Colac, grab bikes. Yeah. I'd go to Tassie. I'd try to get down to Tassie. You know, it's uh, it's got a moat. They've they've been prepared to use it over this this COVID period. And um, I'd just get him to build stuff. And when the you know when the proverbial hit the fan, I'd back him in to protect me because he's yeah. that sort of guy. Yeah. And uh, oh. does the same apply for? A footy trip because I remember Joe, you were talking about sort of your five favourite teammates to take on a footy trip, but I know you had the skipper, you had you had, he had me in the list. I he had did. you in the top five. Why? You were underrated on footy trips. Yeah, why? Because you used to pay for everything and you used to <laughs> and you used to organise them all because no one else could be bothered organising anything. That is true. We actually ran a social experiment one time where on. we'd organise all the flights and we had a connection. And I said to Joey, 
okay, let's just walk off this flight here and we've, then we've got to get on another one to go to our next destination. <laughs> let's just walk off the plane and stand there and see what happens. And I reckon we stood there for half an hour and the boys were just so used to like, okay, now we've got to go to gate 3A oh. and get on the... We stood there for half an hour until someone finally said, so what are we doing? <laughs> oh, God. Sheep. 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 Played with a bunch yeah. of absolute Sheep. micmocs oh. you too. What, <laughs> what is the story? Can I ask him? What was the story with uh, Michael Ricks? Because I remember you telling the... We maybe we'll, oh, get, we'll get to this after... To it, yeah, we'll get get it after 10 o'clock. We've got to go to the news and oh, find out stories, what's happening though, with... Around you the world. It's on air. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is your story. Mate, it's Dead Set Legends. Everything is for on air. Now, Joey, you got one of your best mates in the studio and you asked him to do something on the weekend. I'm hesitant to ask, but go on. <laughs> yeah, no, look, we are speaking, of course, of, of grand finals and grand final week. And I got home from Dead Set Legends on Saturday. And just after lunch, the they've got their playing the great grand finals all on Fox Footy all week. And it was the 2009 St Kilda v Geelong grand final that happened to be on Jay-Z. The toe poke, the famous toe poke. And I've seen the game. I've watched it a number of times now. I, I sort of am able to do that and, and enjoy the game, even though, you know, the result doesn't change every time I watch it. But I decided. <laughs> so do you have I, an emotional reaction to it? Yeah, I still do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I sort of, I'm a bit of a sicko. I enjoy a little bit of He's like putting myself through yeah. it. I just love watching the footy. But I knew that Rui had never, ever seen the grand finals. So I rang him and said, mate, do yourself a favor. It's now been, what are we, 12 years. Yep. Sit down and watch the last quarter of the 2009 Grand Finals. So I rang you. Yeah. You told me at the time you weren't quite sure whether you were going to do it. What would I want to do that for? <laughs> Get stuff. You oh, you really know, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a great way to ruin my weekend. <laughs> and then, so I thought, there's no way I'm doing that. Like, no, no chance at all. I think there must have been like a, a quarter and a half to go. And then... Yep. Curiosity got the better of me. Yep. It just did. It was just gnawing away cat. at me, back of my mind. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to go in. So I flicked it on and there was about 15 minutes to go. And I'd, I hadn't seen it. Like I've seen snippets and I've the, the toe poke. And, mm-hmm. and, and, but other than that, yep. I've not watched the game. I, we did watch the game in the preseason. I think we watched the last quarter when we got back at the start of 2010. But, I mean, it was all a bit of a blur. Mm. So to sit there and watch it, yeah, I was, I was gobsmacked by – how brutal a game of footy it was. Yep. And so I probably felt a little bit differently to how I th- thought I was going to feel. Like I, my, like I had an I'd a, I'd a average game in, in that grand final. I mean, looking at the conditions, the conditions were unbelievable. But in my mind, I'd build up the fact that I was terrible. Yeah. And mm. when you look at the stats, the stat sheet might not look as big as it usually would for Rui, but when you actually saw that game, how wet it was yep. and how every mm. possession was contested, it was almost impossible for a key forward to have any impact that's in not, a game that's, like that. That's what stood out to me was just how every possession that was won in, in that game mm. was contested. There was no free footy anywhere. And so bodies were flying, players were launching and, and you, you do, you focus on sort of your own involvements. And I thought, oh my, my gosh, like this is unbelievable some of the contests you know that you're involved in there was one at the top of the square that I, I couldn't remember where I was ready to mark the footy um and then Matthew Scarlett just comes flying across the screen gets a fist in and it was it was absolutely brutal and it, and it did I, I think fill me with a sense of pride rather than rather than the opposite post post the game so you, I got a bit emo- I got a bit emotional actually after after watching it and we've got a group chat with all the, the Saints boys through that area era so I flicked out a text and Said, you know, I just worked worked up the courage um, to finally watch it. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so good. Um, and you know what? Yeah. We are missing each other because usually we do catch up prelim week. Yep. It's become a bit of a tradition for us all because oh, we right. say despite not winning that yep. premiership 
Madea, and we feel we've got a bond and a connection, you know, like a like a, a premiership team will be will be tight forever. So we haven't been able to catch up for a couple of years. So then Rui threw his nice little emotional, sentimental Aww. message out yeah. to all the boys and got all the love and all the replies. And what was what, so what was the feedback like? Uh, from the text, yeah, yeah, like there was some, there was some sarcastic ones. There was some, there was some emotion. It was like you know, gee, the Saints were pretty good back in the day, and um, gee, gee, we were good. Like what a like brutal game. A lot of sort of love hearts and that sort of stuff. So it was, it was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just it, it highlighted the fact that when you get to grand final week, and and I'm, I reckon this game is going to be in a similar played in a similar vein. All the tiny little moments. Yep. That you, I was looking at, thinking, oh, if, if only, if, if, only mm. if only there was, you know, there was. You, you spoke about a, spoke about a mark that Gary Ablett Gary Ablett took mm. in the middle of two, like you, I think you and Clint yeah, Jones. Yeah. It's like, oh, if only, if only I had have just protected the ball when Scarlett was coming in in that marking contest a bit better. But that's that's you know, you win and lose in in those little moments. You talked to a lot of greats of the game. They said, "What's your advice to a Kasai Pickett or Adam Chalor or whatever?" They say, "Well, just enjoy, just enjoy the game, enjoy yourself." Did you actually? Did you enjoy? Either of those grand finals. <laughs> <laughs> what a question, what Jay. A question I mean. really, they've just handed out the media awards, haven't they? Yeah. 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 They're done and dusted. Don't you worry. should use that in so, your clip. In your... <laughs> so that's you went a out funny there, one. We, did you feel anxious? Um, I, I, I never enjoyed game day, Jay. Like it was, it was always like, and I wish I could have, but for me it was, I, I always got so worked up. Like I was mm. a really anxious pregame person mm. to the point where I drove, I drove the boys mad. Um, in the end, we just avoided you. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and and so, but that was sort of how I needed to be. I tried the other approach at times, and just felt like I, my head wasn't in the game properly. Mm. Um, so I needed to be that way, yeah. and um, you know, I was I was still able to go out and once the ball was bounced, you're still able to go out and perform and do what you need to do. Imagine how he would have gone with two weeks leading up to a grand final. Oh, that would have been yes. torturous for you, really. Yeah. You could handle one. Might week. have been, but I was actually thinking about this. Like I think what. Some of the torture lies in the fact that there's no routine in grand final week. Like everything gets thrown out the window. Yeah. And you've got to do the parade. You've got to do the media conference. You've got to, you know, you've got to do all these different things. I was a creature of habit. I loved routine. So when that um, disappeared, it was it was more challenging. But this week they put the prelims to bed. And then mm. you've got you've got two weeks to sort of just go about preparing. That, that was all it was for me is wanting to feel as best prepared as I could. You were just talking before, Rui, about how – Anxious you used to get pregame and, oh, well, Joey, you piped up with a little tidbit, of course. Oh, no, Rui can tell it because he oh, used to get it. Right. I'm not self-incriminating. <laughs> no, well, he used to get that anxious that Rui was one that used to go into the into the toilets just before we'd run out and vomit. It was a regular oh, thing. No. It was a regular thing for Rui, just the anxiety getting the better of him. And because he was the skipper and the final thing you do before you run out, you get in a really tight huddle and Rui gives his final pregame address, which was always very good. Thank mm. you. But he did have an issue, and I was generally one at the front because I was sort of little and I had to get to the front. <laughs> His breath would actually, you know, be a bit stinky because he'd have the spew. So we had to give him the feedback and say, Rue, man, if you're going to do these speeches after you've had a vomit, can you at least get some mouthwash? and a bit of Mentos in there. So for the rest of his career in his locker, true to his word, he'd have he'd have his uh, cologne. Listerine. He was oh, a cologne man. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd have his Mentos and his mouthwash. You'd have it all lined up. Yeah, my locker was always immaculate. Get so, moisturiser you know, in your locker too. Yeah, so towel sort of folded yeah, at down him, at the beautiful. base and then, and then, oh, thanks, Sam. And then uh, <laughs> shoes, shoes, shoes on top and then, you know, the, get the mouth guard out and pop that on the case and cologne, deodorant, <laughs> mouthwash, toothbrush in the, like as well. Yeah, yeah. Had the tooth- toothbrush and would <laughs> yeah. give the teeth a brush and then pack it a Tic Tac so I'd just pop in my socks and uh, <laughs> out we go. <laughs>
So before, what, about, what about Joey's locker though? I want to know what that looked like. What was well, yours? No, I was always, I was, next, I was, to I was always pretty neat too. I was I was a, okay. uh, very neat and tidy. The one that wasn't, we won't get into Stevie Baker again. But number ten <laughs> yeah. next to me, he was a type of guy that would hang the jocks inside out, hang them up oh, on the locker, and, and wear them again he'd the get, next day. He'd get two uses out of one pair. <laughs> sometimes three. Sometimes he'd go the double rotation. <laughs> Stevie Baker. We walked in one day. Stevie Baker. This this story might be out there. I'm not sure if do it, mate. Do yeah, it. You've got permission. We're doing it. No, it's no, no, <laughs> I was listening. We're not on it. All right. <laughs> um, so we walked in one day. Blake said his stops. Remember this? And he sharpened them. And he was filing yeah. his stops. Don't tell those stories. No? Okay. <laughs> that was before a grand final, was it? Yeah. That's uh, a grand final story. I think Stevie Johnson actually told us. Yeah, he might have stood cost. on Stevie Johnson's foot a couple of yeah. times. Oh, so ouch. with the cologne, the cologne yeah. did, did you give a little squirt before you went out? Was no, that, that was after? That was a post-game. Yeah. yeah. Go out yeah. and have a couple of beers afterwards. You need to smell good. Yeah, I was a real real party animal. I was. Post-game. Hey, just a couple of quick little stories. We like to get some sort of untold stories from grand final week. And injury is a big thing. Yep. A lot of players that we don't really know about at the time have to play through significant injury to try and get up. Because it is a grand final, you put it all in the line. Just a, a, a quick one example. 2009, uh, Robert Eddy, who was a great teammate of ours, he got yep. dropped for the grand final. Sean Dempster came back into the side. But on grand final morning, he was having breakfast with his mum and dad, thinking he was an emergency. His mum and dad were down. They were going to the game. And at his breakfast, he got a call from Greg Hutchison, our football manager, saying, Rob, you're playing. You're Zach in. Dawson has woken up with food poisoning. Zach Dawson, it looks like he can't play. Mm. You're in. So, Rob, Eddie, all of a sudden, can you imagine grand final morning getting oh. told you're playing? Oh, when you think can't even. He was that excited. He told his parents. He got ready. He got to the ground. And they gave Zach Dawson every opportunity. He, I think he went and got on the drip for a little bit in the morning, uh, did a fitness test, and he passed. So he ended up playing, but he was really crook, Zach Dawson. That was 2009. He played a great game that day as well. But then poor Rob Eddy, he told his parents and his family he was playing. They're in the grandstands. They're waiting for their boy to run out. And went, oh, hang on a minute. He's sitting in the tracksuit. There's Rob, and he was in the tracksuit. So there's always these little stories that happen. But you've got one yourself that happened in the 2009 grand final. Nine, yeah, Yeah. nine. It was, yeah. So Thursday session down at at Moorabbin, and never seen anything like it. So the, the crowd... Packed. A packed house. Packed house at Moorabbin. Told the story when we did two warm-up laps because we loved two it. Two more. <laughs> so we finished the first warm-up lap and I said, righto, another lap, boys. Let's do one more lap. So anyway, so I was not a big sort of trainer during the week, just managing sort of my knee and some some other issues. I would usually do strides or, you know. So, of course, you're running strides along the boundary line. Well, it's like you're in the 400 final at mm. the Olympics. The, <laughs> the crowd sort of rise with you as you're running around and seriously got a little, a little bit carried away to the point where I actually – had a bit of a nick in my, my hip flexor. So a little strain in my hip flexor. So it, it was, it was quite inhibiting. I couldn't really take off, had no power, no acceleration and panic yeah. sets oh, in absolutely bet. panicking. I'm thinking, what, what have I done? This is, are you serious? Yeah. Like, I've waited my whole life for this moment. So mm. we went to Box Hill hospital cause we had to go somewhere off Broadway to mm. try and uh, see if we could inject the spot and numb the pain to allow me to be able to take off and play, which we did, but in terms of preparation, you know, 10 p.m. on a Thursday night before the granny doing strides up and down the corridor at Box Hill Hospital. Wow. Not, not, not ideal preparation. So you went to Box Hill to think Box you would get Hill. recognised. Well, because if you go to Olympic Park yeah, or you go yeah. to Vimy, 
Jay Z or his crew would have been. All the dirty media people are sitting sitting out. Now you're which one? Exactly. I've turned to the dark side, M. But yeah, like they're they're the things that you look back on, and and they add layers, I guess, to to the story. But I don't think that got out, did it? Like imagine that as a story on the Friday or the day of the grand final. Nick Rewald, superstar captain, late in his fitness test. That would have been a huge out. That's why we went to Box Hill off Broadway. That is an absolute ripper. Hey, Nick, thanks for jumping in. Um, We appreciate your time and uh, we look forward to hearing you across Triple M next year when all the footy takes off as well and um, across Fox Footy as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great holiday. Have a great week. Yeah, we'll do. Hey, coming up after. Oh, we were meant to ask you who's going to win. Quickly. Sorry. Oh, quick. What was what song was that? That was uh, Roxanne. Oh, Roxanne. Roxanne, Yeah, good. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was my fault. uh, D's for me. D's for me. Just their system. Uh, You know, I think they've got they've got more protection and layers to their game than the dogs. I mean, you look at talent v talent. It's an even contest. Just think the dog uh, the uh, the D's system's just a little bit stronger. Norm Smith. Who's going to win, Norm Smith? Normie. uh, I'll go with Petrarca. I think he gets off the chain Mm. a little bit, and if he kicks straight, like he's had so many shots of goal this year, he kicks straight, he wins it.